The Dan Bongino Show. Get ready to hear the truth about America with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today, my friend? Man, I'm hanging in there. Back home in the yeah. home studio. Man, does it feel good to be home. Hey, uh, <laughs> I went back. Did I tell you this? I went back to the White House for the first time in ye- huh. years. I mean, what, five years since I left the Secret Service? Mm-hmm. Had a meeting with a friend over there. You know, it was pretty cool. I'm not, you know, that's not one of those uh, pat myself on the back. Hey, look at me things. It's just, it was interesting being a former Secret Service guy walking by some of the old posts I used to stand. And I said to my wife, it's like, gosh, is, have things come full circle or what? Um, you know, going back there, it was really, really fascinating. So still looks the same. Obviously, not much has changed. I had the Christmas decorations up. But uh, yeah, walking by a couple of my Secret Service friends, it was good to see uh to see some of them we, were, we got to talk uh, talk shop a little bit not me and the secret service guys but the guy was uh the guy I was getting uh, had the appointment with oh man what do we, i have nine stories to get to and i will not get to all of them so let's start out right away with the, with what i find to be the most amusing show you know on the show how we frequently i i mock democrats and liberals and how they're 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 finish their yeah. crescendo crescendo excuse me to everything uh, when it comes to policy is, you're going to die every time. It yeah. doesn't matter. Repeal of Obamacare, you're going to die. Tax cuts, you are going to die. This is like the dude thing. A thousand different ways to say yeah. dude, 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 dude. You know, the Rob Schneider bit. The you're going to die thing. You're going you're gonna to allow school choice in communities. People are going to die. You cut regulations. People are going to die. The Democrats have a thousand different ways to say it. You don't believe me, Joe? Play that cut. These cuts are blood money. People will die. Let's be very clear. Senate Republicans are paying for tax cuts for the wealthy with American lives. <laughs> you, th- you thought I was making it up. That hat tip to uh, Remy. Uh, I think he's at the free, but no reason magazine who did a little skit on that. He, they, they added the sound effects. So we took that from YouTube. So hat tip to them. Uh, that's Elizabeth Warren. I think it was a few months ago. Again, people are going to die. Um, Nancy Pelosi the other day, as I mentioned on the show about the tax cut show, it's Armageddon. In other words, yeah. she didn't directly say people are going to die, but she inferred through Armageddon, you know, cataclysmic, apocalyptic talk that you're going to die. <laughs> so where am I going with this? I see this piece in the Wall Street Journal. It was, it was yesterday. I just didn't get so much going on. I didn't get to talk to it. But I thought, gosh, with our show, Joe, we absolutely have to bring this up. What's the title of the Wall Street Journal piece? I'll put it in the show notes today as well. Uh, it was by uh, James Freeman. The title of it is, People are going to die. <laughs> that's the title of it. I'm not kidding. So I read it, and that's where I also got the link to this uh, that YouTube video. It's really funny, by the way. This guy, I think his name is Remy, does this skit about how that's the Democrats thing. Like, people are going to die. He suggests proposing a double helmet law. In other words, you can only wear one helmet on a motorcycle. you got to wear two, or you're going to die. People are going to die. So the piece is great, though, because it talks about a study, Joe, showing how not only are the Democrats crazy that these these tax cuts and i'm bringing this up because in light of the tax cuts and nancy pelosi's comments that this is legislative armageddon joe and again people are going to die of course because that's the democrats come back to everything there's a piece in the journal by freeman the one i'm talking about where he says you know there's a fascinating study out there talking about the link between capitalism productivity prosperity and people dying now i'm not going to tell you yet who authored this study. 
about the link between. So just so we're clear, there's a study out there already about the link between economic prosperity, a de facto link to free markets and economic prosperity, and how wealthier nations, quote, are healthier nations. So there's already a study out there, Joe. I'm not going to tell you yet who authored it. Okay. But here's a quote from the journal piece. Wealthier nations are healthier nations. Report That's a quote, by the way, reported a 1996 study in the Journal of Human Resources. Researchers found that life expectancy sharply increases and infant mortality sharply decreases along with gains in per capita income. Wealth is such a powerful factor in public health, Joe, that study authors reported that in a single year, more than half a million child deaths in the developing world were attributable to the poor economic performance of the previous decade. Much other research has reached similar conclusions. Now, why would I bring up a 1996 study about economic prosperity and people are gonna die? Why would I do that? Who was the author of that study? <laughs> well, I'd even told Joe before the show, so he's no idea. It's not I a trick. I have no idea. Joe he literally has no idea. No. Uh, we don't coordinate beforehand because I like Joe's genuine reaction. The author of that study is Mr. Larry Summers, known Democrat <laughs> and economic advisor to Barack Obama, who is one of the people proposing right now that if we pass these tax cuts, you're going to die. <laughs> I can't make it up. I uh, listen. I'm getting. I, I promise you out there. My wife and I are have already get. We are working on t-shirts and like mugs and stuff for the show. We just got so many things. You have no idea. Joe knows. Right? I know you know Joe, but. I have so many much, so many things going on right now between Westwood buying the show. Right, Joe? Yeah. I'm not lying yeah. to you. I've been traveling everywhere for reasons I promise I will get to you soon. I just can't say anything now. We're just super busy. Yeah. But I'm telling you, one of our t-shirts is going to be... <laughs> you're, I know. <laughs> you're going to die. You're going to die. Larry Summers, known Democrat, economic advisor to Barack Obama, who is pushing this idea that there's a possibility people will die from these tax cuts. People will die because of all sorts of reasons. The individual mandate will be repealed. You won't have to be forced to get Obamacare, which is killing people in and of itself, if you listen to the show two weeks ago. But then you won't be forced to get Obamacare, therefore you're going to die. More Democrat hyperbolic nonsense. Larry Summers, who is pushing that narrative, authored a study in 1996 which said the exact opposite. Folks, it it never ends with these people. You know, you can wake up every morning, seriously, and you can probably say to yourself, like, what nonsense am I going to have to debunk today? Matter of fact, I just cut a spot uh, with Joe, a two-minute spot for, uh, for mm-hmm. Westwood. And in the spot, I say uh, my primary passion in life is debunking, you know, silly liberal talking points because we all know they're everywhere. There's almost no issue there's not a silly, nonsensical liberal talking point about. And this is particularly infuriating because you have liberals using hyperbolic nonsense to counter their own economic research, showing the exact opposite of what they're saying is, in fact, true. (laughs) Now, doubling down on hyperbolic nonsense, Nancy Pelosi's Armageddon, people are going to die by Elizabeth Warren and many others. I mean, I I don't know a Democrat right now up in the Senate who at some point hasn't said people are going to die from some Republican legislative policy proposal. But national reciprocity, which I am a big advocate for with regard to the Second Amendment, passed the House 
uh, this week. National reciprocity is a very simple idea, folks. Uh, your driver's license is good in every state, but apparently the Constitution isn't as we stand now because if you have a concealed carry permit to exercise your Second Amendment right in the Constitution, I'm pretty, it's pretty, I'm pretty clear it's in the Bill of Rights, Joe. No one's disputing that, correct? The right no. to bear arms, that is in the Constitution, right? Joe's confirmed it. Yes, it is, Dan. Yes, it is, Dan. This, uh, that right ends at state borders now because if you're a Florida concealed carry permit holder, that, that right is not valid, that constitutional right in the state of New York. Well, they say so. We all know it's valid, but they say it's not. But unfortunately, New York will jail you. Yeah. Um, so national reciprocity passed the House now on to the Senate, meaning New York would have to not the New York state firearm laws would still be applicable, but they would have to recognize a concealed carry permit from Florida. That's how this goes. Right. Yeah. The Democrat reaction to this again, you. you you, you think I'm making this up? Did, you know, some guy on Twitter yesterday tried to go after me because I got a, a media award along with um, Chris Plant and Sean Hannity and uh, a couple of other folks at, uh, at an event. Uh, I think uh, James, uh, James O'Keefe, I had to leave early. James O'Keefe was there. I don't have the program in front. I don't remember everybody who got an award. But of course, you know, liberal idiots go after us. And they, the guy was trying to go after me. And it's interesting, like he goes after me, but yet the Democrats and this guy are the ones responsible for hyperbolic language. So Joe, this is a real response from Louise Slaughter, a Democrat congresswoman from New York in response to the passing of national reciprocity. This, these are her actual words. I'm not making this up. Right. She says, well, we'll add to this litany of things about what you're doing to the tax bill. And now, talking about the reciprocity bill, and now we're all going to shoot each other. Don't, I'm not making this up, folks. Those are her real words. I'll, I'll uh, please go to the show notes. Please, today, as I always ask at Bongino.com or subscribe to my email list. I will send you the articles from the Washington Examiner. Those are actual words by Louise Slaughter. Now, did, Joe, were you aware of this? Uh, that national reciprocity pa- passed, it's not even law yet, right. by the way, but passed the House of Representatives, will go to the Senate, and now I'm a concealed ca- carry permit holder in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. that I, it's now mandatory that I go and shoot someone because of national reciprocity, because as Louise Slaughter said, we're all going to go shoot yeah, each that's, other. That's not a good idea, no. Yeah, no, no, terrible idea. Highly, highly recommend you do not do that. But this is the this is the kind of stuff <laughs> that passes as sensible debate for Democrats. And what, what's astonishing to me is, you know, they're, they're wondering why they're losing working class Americans. I'd say middle class, they're working class Americans for a reason because there are a lot of suburbanites that still, for some reason, believe the Democrats and their 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 uh, dissolving of the Constitution is their path to prosperity. I don't get that, but working class Americans are abandoning the Democrat Party in droves. They've been doing it for now uh, years now since the Tea Party Revolution, and they're wondering why it's going to happen. And it's because everything they say is nonsense. Nothing they tell you is true, and they engage in ridiculous hyperbole. Does anybody believe? If you're a working class coal miner in West Virginia who happens to be a concealed carry permit holder, does anybody actually believe that now that national reciprocity passed, so now in West Virginia you can cross the border into Maryland without fear of being arrested for exercising your constitutional right, that you are now obliged to go to Maryland to shoot someone? Folks, it's just, it's just nonsense. It's stupid. It's not even funny. I mean, seriously, it's not even talking about people wanting to shoot each other. Yeah. It's, really, it's not even funny. But. I have to highlight it with sarcasm because there's no other way to handle this kind of stupid. As someone said to me this morning, he had a great suggestion for a T-shirt. He said, um, 
the, the stupid boomerang. You never see it coming. This is the stupid boomerang. You throw it and it comes, boom, boom, slams you right in the face. This is so dumb. But again, just another example of the people are going to die nonsense. So read the Freeman piece if you can. It may be subscriber only, but check it out. You should get at least the first few paragraphs. It's, it's pretty funny how this has been the go-to line for the Democrats forever, and it's total nonsense. All right. Um, story number three. I have on... Uh, got to be very careful here. Let's say very good authority. Let's leave it at that, okay? Um, right. You know, and you, listen, if you're a liberal listening and you don't trust my my sources on stuff, I don't really care. I, I, I seriously don't. I know what's going on, and you don't because I was there. So, again, I have on very good authority that, Joe, the, the theory, the working theory we have been dealing with on the, the dossier is correct. Now, huh. I want to be very careful here. I am not the only one who said this, but months ago, maybe? Yeah, it had to be months ago. I proposed something on the show. I don't play sound clips of myself talking because it's useless. But if you're a regular listener, you heard the show. I proposed months ago, along with some others out there, and we were, you know, of course, of course, called conspiracy theorists, which is the go-to line after people will die for the left. Whenever you're onto something, by the way, count on the left calling you a conspiracy theorist every time. Um, I had said that the 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 smoking gun right now, the in my opinion, of all the scandals, whether it was the IRS, the unmasking, uh, the the, uh, the 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 witch hunt under the Logan Act that I described. By the way, yesterday's show did bonkers numbers. Thank you to everyone who listened. Yeah. That I went through yesterday, where I walked through how dangerous the growing government is. You really should be scared of the government. The one thing I've been worried about the most over the past few months is the weaponization of the FBI through Oppo research. And I had said, Joe, yes. the real remember this? Yes, I sure do. Yeah. I said the real question out there, everyone, regardless of your political stripe, everyone should be asking is, did the dossier, the fake Trump dossier that was paid for by the Clinton campaign and the Democrats, it was fake information. It was what they call opposition research. When opposing political candidate gets research on their opposition and bad stuff. In this case, now some of it, some opposition research is true. Sometimes they find something out. That, this was not. The dossier has been debunked. It's fake. It's fake information about Trump provided to Democrats by Russian sources. Are we clear on that? Does that make sense, everyone? They got fake information, the Democrats, which they paid for through Christopher Steele and Fusion GPS. Fake information for Russians on Donald Trump. The question I proposed to you a long time ago, this is deeply troubling, is did that information make it? into an affidavit to support a FISA warrant, mm-hmm. which is an, a warrant to spy on an American citizen without applicable probable cause, which would apply in a criminal case. Folks, think about what I'm telling you. Take Trump out of it for a minute, because I know liberals listening, anytime you mention Trump, they get crazy. Let's just talk dollars to donuts here, all right? All right. If I was running against Joe Armacost for a Senate seat in Florida... Mm-hmm. I paid for opposition research on Joe. I paid a Russian. A Russian came back and said to me, uh, we've got Joe on camera in Russia 20 years ago stealing a car. It turns out that the information's entirely false. Mm-hmm. But I feed that information to the FBI, who then listens in on Joe's phone calls through a FISA warrant because they had that information. Say it was part of some, you know intelligence car theft ring in Russia. They thought he was a part of it. And it's entirely false. 
Think about what just happened. A political party weaponized the FBI to attack their political opponent. That, that, that is the question. Well, I'll wrap this up for you because I spent a lot of time on this yesterday. I don't want to, I've got a lot to get to, but folks, I've got on very good authority that that may in fact be the case. That the reason the FBI is stonewalling this entire investigation right now is because they don't want out there that in an affidavit to spy on Americans, notably the Trump campaign and Mike Flynn, the supporting documents they use was entirely false information provided by the Russians through the Democrats. Ladies and gentlemen, please, if you listen to what I just told you with open ears and a pure heart, how did what I just tell you not freak you out? Again, I'm not going to title today's show again. I'm scared of the government and you should be too. Mm -hmm. But let me just repeat that phrase. I'm terrified of the government, and you should be too. That is not conspiracy theory. That is real. And the authority I have on this, I trust completely. Now, if it turns out that that's wrong later, that's fine. I will be more than happy. Matter of fact, I will actually be happy because I don't want to see or, you know, I don't, I don't want government corruption to prove I'm right. You get what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah. Hey, look, I was right. That doesn't matter. Nothing to be happy about, I would, no. No, no, nothing at all. I would much rather come on the air and say, guys, let's correct that. That's not what happened. Right. But believe me, the, f- the source here is a good one. So this is troubling stuff. Hold on one sec, Joe. Oh, sorry, I have, a, I have this uh, battery backup in my house, folks. It's like this $1,000 battery so you don't lose the show because Florida has storms. And I keep kicking it. It's like this monster battery <laughs> And, it, and that's what that was. That's why I had, I, didn't make sure I, wanna, I had to make sure I wanted to shut it off. Hey, um, before I get to the read, by the way, I'm going to strongly encourage you to go by. I, re- I was uh, reading a book uh, in a green room. I ran into Dave Bossy and Corey Lewandowski up in New York, the f- campaign manager and deputy for Trump yeah. uh, uh, for a while. Yeah, I was, you know, Dave's an old friend. Corey, I had just met a little while ago at a Mar-a-Lago thing quickly. But their book, I couldn't put it down. I was in the green room going through it before they showed up. They have a new book out called Let Trump Be Trump. It is a unbelievable behind the scenes of the Trump campaign. What happened, folks, I promise you, check it out. You won't put it down. Uh, I only got through like chapter one and two because I was waiting to go on Hannity with Judge Janine that night. And at the time, go pick it up on Amazon. Let Trump be Trump. It's really, really, really good. Go check it out. You'll be like, whoa, that happened? It's it's a good book. Go check it out. Um All right. Today's show brought to you by buddies at FilterBuy. Thank you to everyone who has now switched uh, to buying their air filters for their home from FilterBuy. I told you you'd get a good deal. I get these emails all the time. I saved all this money. I told you. Do you know Americans are spending up to 90% of their time indoors? I know I do. I have horrible allergies, too. According to studies, the air you and your family breathe contains up to 100 times greater air pollution levels than the same air outside. Change of seasons. Folks, time to change your filters. Get those dirty filters out of there. Filterbuy.com will send you the size you need within 24 hours. Plus, the shipping is free. Filterbuy uses double the industry standard MERV rating on most filter sizes. We'll spare you the technical nonsense, but it pulls the pollen, the mold, the dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution out of the air. Get that stuff out of here, especially for me. I have the worst allergies ever. All their air filters are manufactured right here in America. They can service corporations, businesses. You got 100 air filters. They're your guys. And they can ship any size and in any quantity. You'll save 5% when you set up auto delivery. And that's great because you never have to think about air filters again. They just show up. Go to filterbuy.com today and get the best price on top of quality filters shipped within 24 hours plus free shipping. Filterbuy.com. That's filterbuy.com. I appreciate everyone who supports our sponsors. It means a lot. 
Okay, this is important. This is my favorite. I really woke up today. You can probably tell by my energy level. I'm home. I got a really good sleep last night. The limpkin in the backyard that <laughs> all night was relatively quiet last night. I'm like, oh, this thing is driving me crazy. If anyone has a, or a limpkin or a limp, this bird, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Like it sounds like a, 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 a human being being murdered in your back. It screams all night. Well, last night it was quiet, so I slept like a baby. I, I had a couple big monster cups of coffee, so I'm feeling good. But this is the story uh, I've been rip roaring to get on uh, get on the air with you with because I'm I have a theory that I want to put out there. I'm noticing that the deranged, unhinged Democrat response to the Trump presidency is shockingly getting worse. I say shockingly because every time you think you've reached peak stupid, Joe, mm-hmm. we surpass, we blow through the peak stupid ceiling. Yeah. And we're, you know, if we're on like the 13th floor of stupid, we're now up to floor 22. And you're like, I thought it was only a 13th floor building. No, they're adding floors on the stupid building every time. It's amazing what's happening. We had that Democrat uh, House of Representatives uh, rep, uh, uh, what is it, Al something, whatever his name is. He introduced an impeachment resolution on the House, which Al even Green. Democrats yeah. vote. Yeah, yeah, Al Green, which was, which was voted down even even by Democrats, but the response is deranged. It's getting it's getting insane. I've even noticed yesterday after the uh, after the Trump speech about moving uh, about recognizing, I should say, to be precise here, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, which it just is. We're not doing it. I mean, I applaud Trump for doing it. Don't get me wrong. But Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. It's not, you know, it's nothing dramatic about that. Right. Yeah. But they, eventually they're going to move the embassy, hopefully, uh, to Jerusalem. I talked about it on yesterday's show. But after yesterday, I saw the response, especially on Twitter. You know, I monitor Twitter. I've told you this before. Especially a couple Looney Tunes accounts mm-hmm. that are really crazy. I monitor them big time. The response has been, I mean, like Hitler kind of stuff. Yes. And I'm like, um, you're comparing Trump to Hitler as he's backing the Israeli claim to Jerusalem as their capital, which is an absolutely legitimate claim historically, politically, strategically, and everything else. Th- Joe, think about what I just told mm-hmm. you. Does that make any sense at all? Not You're at You're comparing all. Trump to Hitler as he's, uh, uh, whatever. I mean, it's just so dumb. And I have a theory on this, right? Let me get to it. One thing the Democrats have always been able to rely on over the years, and I reluctantly say this, folks, because I am a registered Republican, even though I'm very, very upset about the swamp rat Republicans and what they're doing. But one thing the Democrats have been able to rely on post Ronald Reagan, not necessarily during the Reagan era, but but post Ronald Reagan, is the fact that Republicans would run for the presidency, win, and typically bail on everything they stood for. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean it, folks. Think about yeah. it. I mean, what has been, and you've seen it, Joe, you're a little bit older you've than been. I am, but every Republican candidate for office from John McCain to Mitt Romney, uh, from Trump to George H.W. Bush, mm-hmm. they've all run on the same things, folks. They've all run on, we're going to cut your taxes. We're going to juice the economy. We're going to cut red tape. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to go for, we're going to move for school choice. We're going to, you know, improve education. We, they've all done that. Every Republican candidate has moved on, recognize, has, has, has come out with some claim about recognizing Jerusalem as the official capital of Israel, which it is. And the Democrats could always rely on Republicans not doing it every time, Joe. Yeah. 
Now, to be fair, we have done some stuff. I mean, there was the, the tax cuts under George H.W. Bush, but there was also a, uh, a corresponding expansion of the state's role in education through the disastrous No Child Left Behind. George W. Bush uh, uh, started Medicare Part D, another uh, disaster, uh, Federal big expansion of the federal government into the health care arena, you know, inflating costs and decreasing quality. So the Democrats, you see where I'm going with this show? They can always yeah. count on Republican rhetoric, never match matching what Republicans would actually do. And therefore, I think a lot of the Democrats up on the Hill and a lot of even hardcore liberals were like, all right, don't worry. We'll put up with this guy for four years, Joe. But the truth is, he's not going to do any of that crap. So don't even worry about it. I mean, they scared the hell out of George Bush when he mentioned Social Security reform, right? Mm. He, I mean, that no one ever touched that again. So here's my theory about why Jerusalem and Trump's pretty vocal advocacy for Jerusalem is the capital of Israel is bothering the Democrats and they lost their minds yesterday. Trump is actually doing what he said he was going to do. Folks, he's doing it now. Now, to, to be clear on this, I support the president. I, I do. I, I obviously if there was things we could go back and change, we would. I'm sure Trump would tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with him on everything, but I support him. There's a difference. I, I matter of fact, I made my my uh, my feelings on I think they're wrong on trade known in my meeting this week I think they're wrong on trade but I support the president and to be fair about this show the president ran against NAFTA and other things I don't agree with that I want to be clear folks I am a free and fair trader um but the president is not mincing words here Joe right he said he doesn't like NAFTA and he's doing something about it he said during the campaign he was going to move the he was going to move the embassy to Jerusalem and he's actually doing something about it mm-hmm. Joe, he said he was going to cut red tape. The federal register of, of red tape is disappearing. He said he was going to try to cut Obama, uh, get rid of Obamacare. He tried to do it. It's not his fault the Senate didn't pass and John McCain sabotaged it. He said he was going to pass. Uh, he was going to try to get tax cuts passed. They're doing it now. He said he was going to clean out the bureaucracy. They're doing it now. I mean, it's, I'm not saying he hasn't had missteps, folks. I, I'm, a, I'm a realist here. But I am genuinely, I, I absolutely believe this, that the Democrats are now starting to say themselves that to a, a year in where they've had a good solid sample size of what a Trump presidency is going to look like if he gets reelected. They're becoming unhinged because they're starting to say to themselves, holy, mm, this guy's not kidding. Now. You may say to yourself, oh, I don't know, Dan. Is that really why they're becoming unhinged? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it is. it is. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, to be fair, although I never, I, I don't think I ever became unhinged about Obama. I got mad, very mad at him at times. But I was never personal with Obama. You know, I, really, he was never rude to me when I worked for him. I just think his policies were absolutely historically atrocious. But... I per- the only times I ever really like lost it on social media with Obama were the times he did things that the Democrats in the past said they were going to do and never did. So flip the script for a minute. This is how I know this is true. I remember being in a gym in Big Vanilla up in uh, it's now the YMCA mm-hmm. in Arnold or wherever it was around Maryland. Yeah. I don't know if you know that place. I used Joe. to go to it all the time. Yeah. 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 Joe knows it's a Big Vanilla. It's I think so. The YMCA it's bought y- it now, but. I- yeah, see, Joe knows. He says, right, Joe knows everything. But I was up there and I'm working out, and the Supreme Court 
had upheld Obamacare with that disastrous ruling uh, with the John Roberts casting the deciding vote at the Supreme Court, and I lost it. I was like, this guy had lied to us, which he did. If you like your plan, you could keep your plan. I really went, I went, on, I went after it on social media. And I remember in my head thinking the same thing, that Democrats, Joe, for decades had all, oh, so single payer, government run health care. But when they got in office, they knew it was crap and they were never going to do it. What worried me was the same thing that's worrying Democrats now. That Obama was the first president on the Democrat side in ages who was actually going to do what he said he was going to do. And he did. And he did. He went after for-profit colleges. He enhanced the government's role in the student loan industry. He increased the top tax rate from 35 to 39.6%. He expanded the government's role in health care through Obamacare. He dramatically increased the size of the federal register, expanded the bureaucracy. These are, you know, folks, these are very real things. Mm -hmm. This really happened. And it worried me. Now, I only bring that up because as Trump checks off his list of things he said he was going to do and is actually doing, unlike Republicans in the past who just didn't, would pass something here or there, but would generally everything else would fall through the cracks. Folks, the the pressure to impeach and everything else is only going to get worse as the Democrats lose their minds. What do you think of my theory, Joe? You think I'm right? I think you're pretty much right on the spot. I've thought the same thing, yeah. I, yeah, that they are they they are they're seriously where they tolerated Republicans in the past. Yeah, Bush derangement mm-hmm. syndrome was bad, but it was largely driven by far left activists. This is driving even some moderate Democrats crazy, like I've never seen before. And I'm telling you, it's precisely for that reason. They are scared that they have seven more years of deregulation economic growth principles, tax cuts, a decreased government role in, uh, in education, a decreased government role in healthcare. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? Immigration control, hmm. finally. Border control so they don't get free votes. This is driving them absolutely wild. A pro-life agenda. This is making them nuts. So yeah. hold that one in the back your in your back pocket because I think it's true. Yeah. All right, I got a little bit of a... Um, I didn't know how to cover this story. I read this because the story was about a tax cut, but I don't want to talk about that. I, I thought that part, it was a journal, Wall Street Journal op-ed. I, it was just a, a paragraph in the piece that really kind of touched my heart. And I just wanted to bring it up quickly. Um, uh, before I get to that, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. You know, um, I had a rough trip this week. And uh, thank, thank, uh, you know, thanks to Brickhouse, I got through it. It was a really, really, I can't even tell you how many spots I was at. The days lasted forever. <laughs> Joe, you know, doing the show, I never want to disappoint you by missing a show. Poor Joe. I was like, Joe, can we do this? Can we do that? He's like, ah, yes, we can do it. <laughs> thanks to Brickhouse, I got through the day. They have a product out there. People love it. It's called Dawn to Dusk. It's an energy pill. Now, one of the problems with the energy industry, the drinks, the coffee, all the other stuff, all these crazy pills out there is that, you know, you take this, these pills and these drinks and for an hour you got energy and the rest of the day you collapse. You know, your body eventually accommodates to it and it doesn't do anything at all. The great part about this stuff, right? is dawn to dusk works it's a 10 hour time release product it's terrific this is great for working moms working parents people who have busy days blue collar white collar you got a meeting coming up you need to be alert this is really good stuff you want to be alert in a meeting right you don't want to be jittery you don't want to say the, <laughs> you know at the, but what's wrong with this guy why is he sweating you don't want that you want to have an elevated mood you want to have elevated energy but you don't want to be off the rails you don't want to be chewing your fingernails at the meeting 
You don't want to be on the assembly line freaking out for an hour and then for the seven, seven remaining hours of the day, you can't get anything done. Dawn to Dusk is the product for you for this. It's a great product. The reviews on it I get at my email are absolutely tremendous. I deeply appreciate it. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of Dawn to Dusk today. You're going to love it. And while you're at it, and by the way, if you're on my email list, there's a header at the top. You can just click right on it. There are all kinds of special deals yeah. there. They have a new product out called Field of Greens too, which you know I am a huge proponent for your overall health, for a better life, to eat as many fruits and vegetables as you can pack in. They have a, it's, it's a, it's a powder. It, it is, it is, it is the fruits and vegetables ground up. You don't have to worry about eating 652 turnips every day. Take this stuff. It is terrific. It tastes good. It's really good for you. I eat my fruits and vegetables and take this stuff. It's that good. Field of Greens. Check that out too. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. All right. Yeah, here's a paragraph from the story that bothered me. It was about a uh, a tax cut, uh, excuse me, a, a provision in the tax code that benefits parents who adopt children. Now, this is a sensitive topic. Uh, Joe knows why. Yes. But I read it and I was deeply touched. This, there's some talk of the, the tax benefit going away for parents that adopt children. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into the formalities of it because that's not the point. That's a whole for a different day. Um, but there was a paragraph down below about children. I had never heard of this, although it's obvious to anybody listening, that there are a bunch of children in foster care who, quote, age out of foster care. And I'd never considered this part. Aging out means you go through your, basically, your entire childhood in the foster care system and you're never adopted. Mm-hmm. And they interview this 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 young man who runs now who's done very well for himself even though he was in foster care and aged out whatever having been adopted by a family and he had a quote folks that i think we all need to just really take a second and uh you know and 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 register because it talks about the struggle of these kids and he said you know it's tough for me you know he aged out he said every holiday or so i have no family to go back to and i thought my gosh you know i i don't mean to be Debbie Downer on a Thursday here, but you know, sometimes being very spiritual folks, as I know many of you are, I know I make every effort to be every day of my life. It's good to keep the plight of others and their suffering in your mind. And imagine being one of those kids at 20, 21 years old who was never adopted. You've spent your entire life in foster care and you have no family to go back. I mean, you may marry and you're, you know, your in-laws and, but you, you know, where's your family? Well, I don't have one. You know, I'm not trying to go to anybody or play with your emotions. I just think, um, it motivated, motivated me. I know my wife and I have strongly considered, um, adoption. Um, and it motivated me to really prioritize that in my life. And I think all of us out there, if we're of sound means like my wife and I, who thank, thank the Lord, have a stable income stream and, and are doing well to at least consider it and remember that in your head. You know, there are these kids that are going to age out of foster care, never having had the pleasure of a stable family at a Thanksgiving meal or on Christmas morning. It's just, um, you know, it was just sad. And I thought I'd bring it up. And I know that means uh, a lot to Joe for reasons Joe absolutely gets. Yep. So, all right. Uh, sorry, folks. I just, um, that one really touched me. Okay, uh, on a little more positive note, these are always uncomfortable segues from those stories. 
I saw a tweet this morning I thought was really, really funny. Uh, for, it was just a, a ra- it wasn't like some big followed account. It was just some guy, some like rando on Twitter <laughs> who sent this thing out. And I thought this is maybe the greatest idea ever. And I'm going to pitch this to anyone out there who is a uh, producer, television exec, conservative content producer, movie producer, Netflix person or whatever. This would be the greatest idea ever. In the I, Everybody would watch this show. Guy tweets out, this isn't a direct quote, I had to summarize it because it's long. Now the Twitter has like 4,000 characters in their Twitter, and people are writing manifestos on Twitter. It used to be 140 characters. He basically says, I've got an idea for a show. How about we take anti-capitalist millennials who keep questioning the government, and we ask them what type of government they actually want. You want a socialist government? Fine. We take those same millennials. This is the greatest show ever. We fly them over to live in the country that meets the standards of the government they want for a few months, and we film the whole thing. That is the greatest idea ever. Who who wants to produce? Joe, would you produce that with me? Oh, yeah. Now, now, is it right? Does someone want to co-produce? Now, I don't have the money to finance this part. CRTV, they're my boss right now, right? If anybody's listening at CR, the boss is over there. Will you produce that with me? Let's go on a college campus. Let's recruit for this. Let's just put up a sign, reality TV. We're looking for reality TV stars. You know you'll get a 1,000 kids. Let's do a questionnaire. In that questionnaire, let's ask the conditions for them under which it would meet their ideal government. Socialism, government controlled means of production, single payer health care, um, no police, because of course they're 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 hunting people down in a neighborhood, you know, they're anti-police, everything. Let's get that questionnaire, Joe, right? Let's invite them back and let's give them a paid vacation. We'll do everything <laughs> for them in a country that meets those specs, and let's film the whole thing. This is the greatest idea ever. Listen, folks. I, I may, because the Twitter oh, fo- yeah, account yeah. wasn't followed. I could have taken this yeah. and made this my own thing, but I'm not because I'm not going to steal the dude's idea. But I'm telling you, this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, this is a good idea. The greatest idea ever. If someone out there wants to do it, I am totally, totally, completely in on this. I would love to do running commentary on this, like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Remember that show where those two robots watch the movies and they, we'll just watch it and then, and then comment on what the kid is doing in that country. It's the greatest idea ever. Joe, uh, here's the problem with the show, the obvious problem. The show wouldn't be on the air more than three, four days because if you spent any time in a country that was actually socialist, um, a real socialism that would meet your specs, you know, the North Koreans, the Cubans, the Venezuelans, you'd be eating pigeons in a few days. They don't, probably don't even know how to kill a pigeon and clean it out to eat it, but they would be gone and be starving and then a couple days and the show would end. But it is a good idea nonetheless. So, uh, hey, uh, you know when you know when people sarcastically, they they give their, they put their hand like the, you know, like the, the heads up, uh, you know when they do the pinky out and the thumb up and they call me you know when they do that show this is me i don't have a, a ditto cam going so hollywood producers call me call i'm totally interested in doing it. is that funny or what though that would be terrific greatest show ever yeah all right um let's see all right this one uh, this is a good one another story in the washington examiner will be in the show notes it really i think it was beckett adams who wrote it Really good on a very serious note. Really good point he makes. This guy's very serious. He, you know, sometimes he writes some sarcastic and some funny stuff, but he makes a really good point. He said the media, there's something going on in the media right now, which all of us should put our antenna up to and should be very concerned about. Um, 
when when Bill Clinton was going through the whole thing with Lewinsky and all the charges from Paula Jones, Juanita Broderick, and all these other folks, the media was very careful about how they frame the narrative. Remember, Joe, gaslighting, right? We talk about gaslighting a lot. For those of you who haven't heard it in a while, the media, the left-wing media, not all of them, there are some honest people out there, but the left-wing media, which is the majority of them, um, has this strategy, whether they know it or not, they call gaslighting. Gaslighting is the repeating of an untruth over and over to frame a narrative, saying it confidently, and then isolating people from the actual truth. It's a way to get people to, it was from the Hitchcock movie Gaslight, right. and from the uh, the girl on the train, that recent movie, which I won't tell you what happens, but if you watch it, you'll see how gaslighting happens. How you can get people to believe a fantasy world exists even when it doesn't. The media has been in love with gaslighting and the framing of narratives for a very long time. And the framing of the narrative against Clinton was always, you know, um, alleged, you know, accusers making allegations, but never framing the highlighting of the actual charge. Why am I saying this? Because in the Washington Examiner piece, he brings up a fascinating point. He said, if you look at how they're covering Roy Moore, the Republican Senate candidate for the December 12th Senate race in Alabama, who's been accused by now multiple women of engaging in uh, either some kind of sexual activity or relationship with them while they were underage. It's interesting how they are reporting on this. They are now, there was a headline at CNN yesterday and in a couple of other outlets, Joe, which he reports on and he has in the piece where he says, uh, Trump endorses accused child molester. Now, Adams makes the point in his piece that it's not false. Uh, what they're saying, that Trump did endorse a guy who was being accused of this. But he says, you know, isn't it fascinating? And he brings up the point, this is why Americans hate the media. That no one ever says about Bill Clinton, accused rapist endorses Barack Obama. Like Bill Clinton obviously endorsed Barack Obama. We get that, mm-hmm. right? But folks, if the standard the media is using now, just to be clear, because this is a brilliant point he makes. If this is the new journalistic standard, that is supposed to remember you're journalists, right? You're not supposed to apply different rules to Republicans and Democrats. If the standard now is once an accusation is made, the title air quotes here, Joe, accused should apply to the person who's accused along with the charges. Then, Joe, fair enough, correct? This should reply to Demo- this should excuse me apply to Democrats as well. There's nothing. I, I mean, that's not exaggeration. That's just me asking for a set of common standards, yeah. right? And him as well. Yeah. So. Keep this in the back of your head, folks, because if that's the case with CNN and other outlets now, that now the accusation is, in fact, going to be the identifying label for the person accused, child molester or whatever. When they talk about Al Franken and other and others accused groper, you know, Bill Clinton. And that's not Joe. That's not false. Right. He's been accused of groping women. Oh, yeah. You know, John Conyers accused groper. Um, Bill Clinton accused rapist Juanita. Folks, that's not. That's a fact. Juanita, I'm not, I don't know about the fact of the case, but it is a fact that Juanita Broderick accused Bill Clinton of rape. It's never been adjudicated in a court of law. So if this is the new standard, I expect many of you to tweet back and email and, and correspond with these media outlets saying, if we're going to refer to Roy Moore as an accused child molester, then Bill Clinton should be referred to by your very same journalistic standards in your future car, uh, 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 commentary on the issue as an accused rapist. It's only fair. Yeah. But folks, they won't because the media is garbage. They're garbage. That's why I ignore these people. Uh, they sicken me. They sicken me yesterday going after a bunch of conservative uh, activists because we had an award ceremony. It's like comical. Like, why do we care? What you th- why do you, why? Seriously, you may say, well, you're commenting on it. So clearly you care. No, I'm commenting on it to make fun of you. Like, why would you think I would care? 
Nobody cares what you think. You're media people. You're a joke. You, one of the guys works for Politico. Politico, that's not even serious. Politico is like the, uh, you know, the, the Archie comics of, uh, you know, of, of political commentary. All right, one quick last one. I'll put this in the show notes too. It's on Drudge today, but uh, I'll, I'll send it right to your email box. Breitbart has a story again about the climate alarmist faking data. Uh, you know, I, I I don't need to go into all the scientific details. It's a long piece. You can read it. It's pretty interesting. But again, Joe, the, you know, the, remember, people are going to die. Well, the climate alarmists, they're different. They're, they're, their thing is the whole globe is going to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to fry. The temperature of the earth is going to be up 7,000 degrees in 10 years. We're we're all going to roast. The oceans are going to, you know, boil away and everything. So, you know, they, these climate alarmists do this all the time. They've been caught faking data multiple times. But there's another one. Breitbart highlights it today. It made it all the way to Drudge. The Karachi Tidal Gauge, which measures sea levels, Joe, in Mumbai, Karachi, and in a port outside of Yemen. Yeah. There was this alarmist report showing a steady uptick in the sea levels, Joe. We're going to die. You're going to... No, no, no. Let me correct that. You're going to drown <laughs> sea levels <laughs> everywhere we're all gonna die so of uh, these two scientists dr albert parker and dr clifford olier wrote a paper is the sea level stable at aden uh the port of yemen where they entirely debunk this nonsense and show and the chart if you click on the piece just for the chart <laughs> joe you got to see what they did with the chart the alarmist to make it look like it was going up and we were all we're all gonna <laughs> drown right They moved around the data sets. And the scientists are clear that some cases this is legitimate where people do it. But the way they did it is the problem. Not that they did it. The way they did it. They move around the data sets. So it was like... If you, you know, if you had a couple uh, of angles going up, right, and then one going down and one going down, so basically you'd have like an up, a point, and then you go down like a triangle. Yeah. What they did is they, they like eliminated the down spots and only added the up spots after one another. So it wasn't a triangle. It was, in fact, just a line going up the entire time. You got to look <laughs> at the data set for a good laugh. But it just shows to show you again how these people, folks, it's nonsense. The tax bill, you're going to die. Obamacare, you're going to die. Climate alarmist, you're going to drown and die or you're going to roast and burned to death it's all every day i wake up and I, I try to prove to you on my show that what they're telling you is garbage they're just making it up it is a non-stop effort to gaslight you all right folks thanks again for tuning in i really appreciate it please go to bongito.com check out the show notes and uh spread the word on the show we're doing really tremendous numbers thanks to you i will uh see you all tomorrow you just heard the dan bongino show Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.